Okay, today's daf is Pesachim daf Ayin Vav. We are on Ayin Hamad Bays. The Mishnah towards the bottom of the page, Naga Bechersoi Shel Tanner. So the, we're going to start with Ketzat Soilin Sugya of how to roast the Karim Pesach and some of the details. And then we're going to move into one of the most Yisoidistic Adafim in Pesachim regarding Yaredea, those that learned Smicha, Basar Bechalav, Taruvais. This daf has everything in it, basically. That, you go, that people spend months and months learning, we'll do it as quick as we can, and try to touch on some of the highlights. So we'll, we'll give an introduction to that after the Mishnah. So let's start the Mishnah. We're continuing. We know the Pasuk told us it has to be al-tzli-esh, it has to be uh, roasted on fire. We spent some time discussing what's considered a fire, what's you know, near a kimavasha. Comes along the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, Naga b'char So at this point, we're going to assume you have your hanging lamb, and you dropped it by mistake, and part of the, the piece touched the floor of the oven. So Naga, the buster, touched Bechar Shaltaner. Halacha is, and now that oven is hot, and we're going to assume that it roasted that piece. It's like you drop something in the back of your toaster or the back of your grill. It get a little discolored. Anyways, it cooked from that, but by cooking from that, it's not cooking from the ash itself. It's not cooking from the fire. So you can't eat it. What do you do? Yikloy Fesmakami, you peel off that place because that place was considered cooked from the heat of the oven and not from the heat of the fire. So just the term here, terminology, klifa, yikloif is similar to the term of peel. Yikloif means to peel off a layer. You don't have to go deep into it, but you peel a layer. Next, notaf meroitvoi, let's you had some juice was coming out of the meat and it's, it, uh, it drips out of the lamb and it falls onto the floor of the oven and then uh, and then it, it got splashed back, it bounced back, it was so hot it bounced back. So the halacha is there that you have a liquid going back into the lamb. So then not only does it work, do you need to do khalifa, which means to peel, you need to, you need to do kedenetila, that's the term used in taruvois, simen kofei yoredea, kedenetila means you're taking a piece, the piece is a discussion that we join him. Let's assume it means the width of a finger, or etzba. That's how much you have to remove from the lamb. Not me a similar case. Let's say you had carbon paste that was roasted, and some of the rotif spilled, it leaked onto soilus, onto flour, while the, the, it was hot. And it gets uh, the, the flour, which is hot, ends up cooking that juice from the carbon Pesach. So the point is that it wasn't roasted. Halachas yikmatesh mekam. You have to take a fistful of soilus, a flour like the kmitza and the menachas, and get rid of it because that contains juice from the carbon Pesach that wasn't roasted. And you cannot eat it. It's a, you can only eat a kiyamatzliyesh. And therefore, you have to get rid of that amount of flour. Next case, sachay b'shemen truma. Let's say you're, uh, you're, you wanted to, 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 to uh, marinate your, sta- your, your lamb and you use olive oil, b'shemen truma. So im chaburus kahanim, if these people are kahanim, no problem. Kahanim could eat truma. Their olive oil in their house could very well be truma. Yerichelu, no problem. However, in Yisrael, if their chabura is only of non-kahanim, just Yisraelim, im chayhu, if it's still raw, it wasn't roasted yet, you're doing the pre-cooking marinade, then yidichenu, you can wash it off, which is a halacha we know, we're going to see throughout this daf, that if something wasn't cooked yet into the meat, it's still, 
only considered uh, on the surface, and therefore you could wash it off. And Tzliuf was already roasted, and the Gemara is going to get into this. And the Rishayim doesn't mean it's still hot, or even if it's cold, but the meat has already been roasted, then the liquid you put in it is going to go all the way in. And Tzliuf Yiklev Eschatzit, and we assume it's going to get at least into the outermost layer, and you have to do Klifa, you have to, to peel off the outermost layer of this lamb. Next case, instead of using your olive oil of truma, use olive oil of maestashini, which halachically the owner's allowed to eat in Yerushalayim. So the question is like this, it's, it's a Ruvain's maestashini, he's in a chabura of 10 people. So it's his maestashini, they, are they allowed to eat it? So if he gives it to them via a matana, a gift, no problem, they can eat maestashini in Yerushalayim. If he does and he says, okay, you're eating some of my maestashini, so you redeem me, pay me back after Yantif, that's being called poide maestashini. Now, typically, there's no problem with that. However, in Yerushalayim, you cannot, you cannot be poide maestashini, so the Gemara, the Mishnah says, if it was sacha b'shem maestashini, you can't start charging the b'nei you have to give it to them as a matana she'ein, you can't be paid in Maestashini Yerushalayim. What's the, the whole heter of being paid it is so not to schlep it up to Yerushalayim and we want people to go. So therefore, okay, you can be paid it to, to be able to get to Yerushalayim. But if you're already in Yerushalayim, you cannot be paid in Maestashini and therefore, the owner has to eat it himself. I, well, could, he, could he share it? No problem. You can share it with others, but you can't charge them. If you're charging them, that's not called sharing. That's called mechira. That's called selling. Okay, now once we have this Mishnah, and you'll see why the Gemara digresses from this Mishnah specifically in Shas, we're going to get into some of the halachas of transferring of taste, as we already started with Bishel and Sli. So just a little introduction. So we learned some of these principles previously in this Masechta. There's a concept of nice and tam, which means that from, from a very basic level, you have a chicken soup, and you put in a tray piece of chicken, Purdue chicken, instead of your empire chicken. Halach is, of course, that chicken is us. So not only is a chicken us, the soup is also us. That is called nice and tam. And we paskin that tam ke'ikr, that the tam, the taste of the food, is as if the treif is here, even though you took out the chicken, but there's taste of it in it. There's a concept of tam ke'ikr. Tam ke'ikr also tells us that typically we would say, as long as I have 51% kosher to 49% treif, it should be bottle. So although that might work when you have things that are not, don't get taste from each other, but if you have a taruvah, so you have a mixture, we say you need to have shishim, 60 times that amount. Where does the, the magic number shishim come from? We'll see in the Sefta and how the Rishonim learned the sugis there, but the point is, there's a concept of tam. We assume 60 times that amount will get rid of the tam. So if you have 1% treif in a soup, so you have 60 times that, it will be bottled with shishim. But let's say you have 1.8% of the soup, you don't have shishim anymore, and therefore, we say you cannot eat the entire taruvas. There's something that's called, we need to have bitl b'shishim, because we paskin tam ke'ikr. Now, once we know that, we have to figure out how does a taruvas take place. So, of course, there's obvious taruvas. You take two liquids, you pour it into each other, and you have your taruvas, your, uh, your scotch. Let's say you add it, you have a blended whiskey, and they add wine into it. Some of the Canadian whiskey might have a concern for this. You'll ask me afterwards what, uh, which, which ones are fine. But let's say they, they add a little wine into a Canadian whiskey, so then there's a taruvas there, and I have to figure out mathematically, do I have bitol? What if things were not mixed together, you know, two liquids? That's the obvious case. What if you just had, you know, meatballs and a sauce? They were cooked together. So halach is when they're cooked together and there's a liquid there, that is called bishol, and we assume that the taruvas is, it gets spread evenly, and you need to have shishim. We assume everything gets spread spread to each other. The question 
that, that's left to be resolved, and that's where the Gemara comes in, is what if I have one solid and one liquid? Meaning if I have two solids, I have a hot bread, which let's say is kosher, and I have a hot piece of uh, non-kosher chicken that touch each other. So we're gonna see, you know, if, first of all, you could see how far in the bread the chicken got. But let's say they're both hot, so that's probably called roasted, it's not called bishel, and perhaps you don't need to have, perhaps all you have to do is cut off part of the bread and you can eat it. So that's a sugi later on when you have two solid pieces. What if I have one solid and one liquid, and it's no longer going to be cooked together? You're going to have, they're both hot, but they're not on top of a pot in a clearish or being cooked. It's, you know, something falls in, something gets spilled onto the other, and the question is, do we have a transferring of taste? So one of the things we have to keep in mind is it needs to, it needs to be somewhat hot, it has to be yatsila this boy. If it's not above that temperature, let's assume 120 degrees. If it's below 120, there's no transferring of, of taste via heat because the heat is not, is not, uh, is, is not so strong. So, Again, we're, we're literally going through major, major sugyas in halacha that people spend months and years, and even after they learn it, they still don't know it. It takes years and years to learn these halachas, but we're just going to go through it as we do in the daf. Okay, so itmar. Let's try to introduce the next sugya with the following gemar. Itmar, cham cham. Let's say you dropped cham. We'll read Rashi. Rashi says you have basar You have hot piece of meat that you dropped into chalav reseach, hot milk. So the milk is the liquid, and the meat is your solid. You drop a hot piece of meat into a hot piece of liquid, divrei hakol, aser, because it's basar b'chalov. Everyone agrees that this is aser. However, what about soyni and lesef soyni? Let's say they're both cold. A cold piece of meat fell into cold milk. Now, we don't know all the details yet, so don't paskin from this, but lahalacha, according to the Gemara at this point, divrei hakol, mutter. You take out the meat, you can eat the meat, you can drink the milk, no problem. What if I have a hot piece of meat that fell into cold milk, or if it's sign in, let's say cham, or cold milk fell on top of hot meat? Rav Omar, Rav says, meaning the question here is, like the balance of powers, which, <clears throat> which item is going to cause, is going to take control of the situation? Do we say the top one? If the top one's hot, then the pressure or the gravity of it falling on the bottom one will cause it to heat up the bottom one, even if the bottom one is cold. Again, we need both to be hot in order to transfer taste, or do we say no, heat rises, and if the bottom one's hot, the heat from the bottom one will automatically transfer to the top one. So that's the machlekes. So cham, let's say, where only one of them is hot. Rav Omar Ilah Govar. The top one wins. Top one is stronger, so the top one is hot, it makes the bottom one hot. If the top one is cold, it cools off the bottom one, and there is no transferring of taste, at least at this point. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, no, the heat rises, so tata, kavar, the bottom one is the one that's controlling, so if the bottom one is hot, it heats up the top one. If the top one is hot and the bottom one's cold, nothing happened. Okay, so the Gemara's going to ask a kasha on Shmuel, and you'll see how it fits in our, our daf. Tanan, the Mishnah says like this, not daf me roitvaylacheres, a little bit of rotef spills from the, from the carbon Pesach, and it goes onto the cheres, onto the earthenware oven, the chazare love, and it splashes back onto the carbon. Halach is yiteles mekaymoy, you have to do kedenetila, you have to take off a, a piece from where the moisture hit. Now, we thought that our mission is talking about Becheres We're talking about a cold piece of earthenware, not the oven floor. You took your hanging lamb that was fully roasted, and it's still 
hot, it's 400 degrees, and you put it on top of a cooling table, and something drips from the liquid onto the cooling table, and the table splashes it back onto the lamp. Now, how are you going to do the math? So Bishlam and the Rav, Damar Ilag, Rav holds the top one controls. So since the, 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 the top is the lamb, the lamb liquid that, that touches the table or the cheres makes the cheres hot and it transfers it back. So now you can have something called Bishel and it's going to ruin the roasting of the lamb. So Misham Hachi, Yitales, According to Rav, the heated gravy or the juice from the lamb hits the cold plate, the plate then gets hot because ilogovar, the, the liquid is, is the top one, it makes the bottom one hot, and there, and it splashes back, and it still has to retain its heat, but it splashes back, and that's called cooking. And and the carbon pesach is getting roasted not from the fire, it's getting roasted from the liquid that got heated up by the plate and not from the fire. So the Gemara is basically saying Bishlem of the Rav. But the bottom one wins. So Kheras came in the Tzayin, if we're talking about a cold plate and a hot liquid falls on the cold plate, the plate cools off the liquid, and anything that bounces back does not have a kayak, does not have the power, the strength to cook. So it cools off the right dish, so then halacha should be that everything's fine. It's all cold. What if you now go separate the piece, take off the piece that got hit from the liquid, Everything's cold. So the Gemara says, Amar Amar Shmuel, we're talking about, we're going to see in a moment, the Mishnah was talking about hot flour, that case. So the same way, the Mishnah is talking about hot items, the first case of the Mishnah, where it spills onto Cheres, we're not talking about a cold plate, we're talking about the oven floor, which is hot. The Cheres, they're both hot. And the question was, when it bounces back, is that cold, is that cold heating? through something that's not slish, and the answer is yes. And therefore, this has nothing to do with Machlekes Rafa Shmuel. We're talking about a hot oven floor, and we're not trying to figure out how this got heated up from the liquid. No, it was heated up on its own. It was a hot floor, and therefore, there is no question from our Mishnah. Okay, let's bring another point. Nah, the Mishnah said, not the right, let's say less, that if some of the liquid fell onto service, onto flour, you have to take a kmitza, a hand, a fistful of the flour because there's roitif in there that wasn't roasted, and it's it's in the flour, and you can't eat the carbon and you can't eat the carbon pesach like that. So we thought we were talking about where you had cold flour. Now bishleim the rav rav who says ilogavar the top one wins makes sense. says It makes sense why you have to take a kmitza. Why? Because the roitif is martach lawless soiles. The roitif. Heats up the flour, which surrounds it, and the silas now is also adding to the heat, not adding, but it's also cooking the liquid in it, and that liquid is being cooked via flour and not via age. And the Torah says, 
tzli eish vechmana amar tzli eish v'loy tzali machmas davar acher. So if it's like Shmuel, if it's like Rav, el Shmuel damar tatogavar, the bottom one always wins. So Silas, if the flower is cold, even the tenenesi akuri kamekale, it just literally cools off the rotif, the juice, and lamali yikvas is mekaymai. Why do kmitza? Nothing happened here. The the meat was already. Tzli was already roasted. So what, you can't eat the, the meat? Of course you can eat the meat. The problem was we can't have meat that was cooked or was heated through something else. But this wasn't. You, f- you fully roasted it. And then some gravy spilled on the flour. Okay, but the flour's not hot. And the flour cooled off the gravy. And what's the problem? So the Gemara says, We're talking about where you have heated flour and due to the flour being hot, so that it is adding heat to the rotif and it's not called sli, and that's the problem. But again, once again, this has nothing to do with the machlekes, rav and shmuel. Tanan, Mishnah says like this. The Mishnah continues. Let's say you, um, you marinated the lamb in olive oil from truma. So im chaburis kahanim terkahanim yechelu im shay yisrael. If it's uh, from yisrael, so it depends. Im chayu if it's still raw, yedichenu just wash it off. I'm telling you if it's roasted, yikle vesachitzan. You have to peel it off. Okay. Now the gemara says that b'shlem in the rav the amar ilah gav rav holds ilah the top one always wins. So then amtu lahachi sagalei beklipa. Then it makes sense that all you have to do is take a klipa of of the current paste. Because the olive oil is cold. If the olive oil is cold and it touches the the if the olive oil is cold and it touches the, the, the meat and the meat is hot, so he look over the top one wins. So the top, the cool olive oil cools off the meat. So therefore, all you need to do is clip. But the Gemara is later on why you, need, why you even need, why you have to do at least why do you have to peel it? It should be nothing. So we'll see in a moment. Now, since the steak, the lamb, is still hot, it should heat up the oil that you're marinating it with. and should have bleus. So if there's bleus there and it's going to absorb truma olive oil, amaisagulate the klipa. Why does a klipa work? It doesn't help to do a klipa. You have bleus there. Nitzalegame, the whole entire piece of meat should be usser, right? Imagine you had a steak, you take off your grill, and you take uh, a, a dairy butter spread or some you know, butter oil and you pour it on it. Of course, the whole thing's usser. It's hot. The, the steak is hot. So the Gemara says, The truth is, if you were to put a lot, according to Shmuel, you would have to, uh, you would have to, 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 to get rid of the entire piece of meat. But here we're talking about where you just did sicha, you, you took a little brush and you brushed a little oil on it, so a klipa is enough to get rid of the, to do bitl, you don't need to do any more. So the shani sicha, the mashuba almahu, there's just a little bit almahu davida. Okay, tani kavasa the shmuel, now we're gonna bring rices that go with shmuel, and because of these rices that go with shmuel, the uh, Rashi and other Rishonim, the Shulchan Aruch, we paskin like Shmuel, even though typically by Isurim we paskin like Rav, we paskin Tata Gava. This comes up all the time in Halacha. Let's say you take a piece of steak, a hot steak, and you, uh, you wanted to flip it, or you have an omelet, pancake, and you miss, and it lands on your counter. So the Halacha is, your counter is cold, your piece of meat is hot. So what do we say? Tata Gavar, and since it's Tata Gavar, the meat that's hot gets controlled by the cold counter. So lahalacha, at least at this point in the Gemara, there should be no problem. Even if you have a tray of counter, you're working in McDonald's, you wanted to grill a steak, you brought your own pot, whatever it is, you have a tray of counter, ben yoimai, 
it was used within 24 hours, so treif halacha would be at this point, according to Shmuel, Tatagavar, the counter is cold, and your piece of steak is hot. We don't care. The counter, the cold, which is the bottom, that wins. But there's one detail that we'll get to in a few minutes. Tani kavashi de Shmuel, cham say cham. Let's you have hot, that goes into hot. Asr, of course, it's asr. If you have tsoinin, that cold, that was put into cham, so you have a piece of steak, and you added your butter oil, to the steak, you got a problem. Also, the whole thing's also chamlas. What if I put the hot piece of meat into cold milk, or if it's soinin l'seich soinin, cold and cold? Madiach, all you have to do is wash it, and that's it. This seems to go with Shmuel. The brisa continues. I'm sorry, the Gemara asks chamlas. So soinin madiach, all you have to do is wash it. Hold on a second. I took a, a piece of steak. You have a hot piece of steak, and you want to add some little uh, butter oil to it. But you learned the sugya. Hey, don't put the oil on top of the steak. I'll put the steak on top of the oil, and nothing's going to happen. So you take the steak, hot steak, you put it into the oil. So it's cham, so it's in. And the bride just said, Madiach, all you have to do is rinse it off. That's it. Cham, so it's in. Madiach, hold on a second. Came in the cham, since the top one is hot. So you, although you are correct that the, the bottom one that's cold cools it off, these are very important words for as it's cooling it off until it gets cooled off at least some bleas are going to happen that point of contact at least there should still be bleas because you have something that's 400 degrees it touches the cold counter it touches the cold milk so it should be Although you want to tell me the counter or the cold milk is going to cool off the steak, but at the point of contact, while it was cooling off, it's impossible to lay bola porta, and therefore klifa mia You should at least need to do take off a klipa. Now, by the way, the case of the counter is not a great case because the counter, there's no liquid there. But even in this case, let's say you had a piece of meat where you dropped it into your, uh, into your milk. Halacha is, all you need to do is do a klipa. So the Gemara says, you're right. Hat goes into tzaynin. Koyleif, you have to do a klipa, remove uh, the thin layer, but tzaynin, mediach, all you need to do is rinse it off. Tani idach, another b'risa. Basar, reseach, shenafal, l'seichal, reseach. You have hat, Meat that falls into uh, hot milk, or cold basar falls into hot milk, usser, like shmuel. cooling off from the bottom one, which controls it. Come on, there's got to be at least a little bit of blios. should need a that we switch it around, we don't switch it, we just add this detail that you still need to do klipo. Whenever one of them is hot, you have to peel off a layer, you have to peel off a klipo. Omar, mar, that if you have cold that falls into cold, all you have to do is rinse it. Now, is that always true? So the Gemara is going to give exceptions, and this is really a lot. Again, every, every line in Gemara here is a whole simon in Shulchanar, or close to it. It was not salted. If it was salted, usher, then it would be usher. Meaning, one of the ways to trans... Well, the, the, until now, at least until this point in Shas, we've only discussed one way of taste transfer, or two ways. One is that the liquid get all mixed into each other with taruvas, right? Our blended whiskey with has wine in it. So, okay, that would be a problem. Another way would be if you have heat that you grilled a steak and you added some cheese to it on top. So you're going to have the heat going from A to B. Comes along the Gemara, there's another way for 
taste to transfer. Not by getting mixed in in a, in a blended, not by heat, by salting. If you have malicha, let's we'll give an example. Let's say you had a salami, at least at this point, you have a, he, uh, a salted salami, and that touches your cup of milk or it falls into your coffee. So, let's say it was cold iced coffee, iced dairy coffee. So, on one end, you should say, oh, it's cold and cold, you should just have to rinse it. But no, we're saying if one of them is salted, then malachai, if usr, it, it, it could cause the transferring of taste because the salted piece of salami is as if it's heated, it's on a fire, and the taste is oozing out of it. Hence, you know, the smell that's on your hands after touching it. There is some, a lot of things going on as far as the flavor is concerned, and therefore, since it's salty, it can transfer taste from it to something else. That's something that's salted, it's as if it's heated, has the same status, the same ability to transfer taste. Another halacha, we, this we actually saw before. Let's say you left, you left a, a piece of meat and you find it in your, this is an example, this, happened, this is a good question for Yaredea Smicha Bechena. So one of my friends, you know, he used to do these uh, prep bechinas. This was his question. He always asked everyone. You have a uh, you, ha- you have a pan of chicken you left in your refrigerator. You go on vacation or you go away for two days. Come back and there was a bottle of chocolate milk that leaked onto the lower shelf, and your entire chicken is full of milk. It's it's literally swimming in the milk. So there's a concept. Of course, it wasn't cooked together, but there's a concept of kavush hareil kemavusha. That if something is soaked, we're going to say for 24 hours, that's as if it's mavusha. It's as if it's cooked together. So the question why he asked on the smicha test was because we learned basar b'chalav that kavush is not kemavusha because it says derech bishul It's not the same as bishul, and therefore it's only inisar derabbanon by basar b'chalav. By all other yisurim, it's definitely inisar deraisa. There's a question over here. You don't know how long this has been sitting in it. It's milk and chicken, not milk and meat. Whatever. It's, it's a, it was a very good question for a smicha test. But either way, there are two rules here that if something is salted, meaning even when some things are cold, there are two additional ways how taste can transfer. A is if the piece of meat is salty, it could transfer into the milk, or B is if they're sitting, it's sitting in liquid, it's sitting in the milk, so it could also transfer. It's as if it is as if it was cooked together. Your simple salami, some salt on it, nah, that's not really called salty. The salty piece of meat was something that was on the level, your ancient beef jerky, that it was so salty, you would not be able to eat it because of its saltness. So why do they do it? They, to, to preserve it. So how did you eat it? I don't know, you have to rinse it off beforehand, or you put a lot of, a lot of barbecue sauce, whatever you have to do to eat it, but it was so salty that it was If it was not that salty, it was salty that you could eat it. I mean, we call this maliach lekdera that just to salt it to spice the food. Loi Shmuel didn't say this din that has the same status of bishul. Okay, so who enough the camera? There was a famous story where this pigeon or this some type of bird fell into a bowl of kutach, the famous kutach, which is salty, dairy dip, and the meat was cold, and the, everything was cold. The question was, what do you do here? Right? This is what the, the Arabs eat. You have your shawarma in, in, um, in, in the yogurt dip. So what do you do? So shayur of chinnah bread the rava mi pishroina. He said you're allowed to eat it. Aye, the kutach is salty. 
doesn't have the same level as Reiseach. Amar Rava, man chak in the Mishra Nusuki, who is who is so smart to be mat this ilav Rav Chinna braid the Rava mipashreina the Yavar Rabbi. He's Adam Gadol. Amalach Yamar Shmuel Malich Rik Reiseach in Nechal Machas Milchai. Hi, Nechal Machas Milchai. This kutach everybody's eating it. It's not salty enough that you can't eat it, and therefore it is not called Maliach Harehu Kiraiseach, and it doesn't have the level of being hot. Vahani Milichai. This whole discussion of basar that fell into kutach. That's only when the meat is raw and it's not yet cooked then all you have to do is wash it off what if it was roasted already? Doesn't mean it's hot. Doesn't mean it, even if it's cold. Boy, klipa, the way roasted meat, once it's already roasted, you need a klipa. You need to start peeling off a piece because it will get the taste. This whole discussion of that all you need to do is tear, uh, cut off a piece of klipa, that's the less pili. It doesn't have cracks. You look at a piece of meat, there's cracking in it. When milk gets poured on it, even if everything's cold, we assume usher it's Going to go into, going to go through the cracks and, and spread throughout the entire, through the entire roast, through the entire piece of meat. Another machlekes rishonim found in Shulchan Aruch, Machaber Ramah. How do we paskin? Even raw meat has pili or only tzli. But you look in there. Ve'i metovo betivle. If there's spices in it, also once again we will say usher. We're going to assume the spices are going to transfer going to be a carrier of the taste, you end up transferring from the milk into the meat, even if both are cold, we say that Metzvah Batavle is going to transfer the taste. Okay, Mitzvah so will continue with Ahmed Bey's later this morning or afternoon.